Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Papi English Podcast, the podcast where we learn and improve our English. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about stereotypes. Okay, in particular, we're going to be talking about British stereotypes. Now, as you know, I am British. I am from England, but I have been living in Spain, Portugal and Italy in the last few years. So I feel I'm well qualified to talk about the British stereotype. I'm in a good position to have an opinion about it. Okay, having been, well, let's say I was brought up in, in England, I was raised in England, and also having an outside opinion a little bit, having lived in other countries, it gives you another perspective, another point of view of um, the country and the culture, etc. So first, let's talk about what is a stereotype? Okay, so a stereotype is a set idea that people have about what someone or something is like, especially an idea that may be wrong. So a British stereotype is the typical idea of what British people think, sorry, a typical idea of what people think British people look like, how British people behave about their traditions or even about their cooking. Okay, and definitely we're going to be talking about that later. So have you got any British stereotypes? What do you think British people act like? What do you think British people look like? What do you think the British traditions are? What do you think about British food? These are the things we're going to be talking about in this episode. And of course, I'm going to try and teach you some English along the way. So let's begin with the first question. What do British people look like? Okay, what is the appearance of a typical British person? Now, the stereotype that I have heard the most is that British men are bold with pink faces and they've got bad teeth. Bold with pink faces and they have bad teeth. So bold means you have no hair, a pink face and bad, crooked, in fact, crooked teeth. Crooked means the teeth are not straight, but they are angled in different directions. Okay, and also that they are overweight. Overweight is another way of saying fat. It's a little bit more polite to say overweight than fat, in fact. Okay, so bold, pink in the face, bad, crooked teeth, and overweight is the British stereotype 
of a man. But is it true? I'm going to give this hmm, four out of ten. Okay, so four is a good score. Let's say one is completely false and ten is completely true. Okay, four out of ten. We do have men who are bold, pink in the face, with bad crooked teeth, who uh, who uh, are overweight, but it's not very common. Okay, it's a, a small percentage of people. In fact, I think the appearance of British people is very, very diverse. We have a lot of diversity in the country. Another stereotype is, let's say, the James Bond stereotype, a kind of aristocrat, somebody who is tall, slim. Slim is another word of way of saying skinny, but in a nicer way to say skinny. And perhaps wearing a tux. Now, a tux is a suit, a very smart suit. Uh, in some countries, people call it a smoking. In English, we don't call it a smoking. We call it a tux. Okay, a smart suit like James Bond wears. So this is another stereotype. As you can see, the two stereotypes are completely different, which is quite common in stereotypes uh, because different people have different points of view and basically... None of it's really true when it comes to to appearance. The reality is, in the in the modern world, British people are very ethnically diverse. Okay, people come from a lot of different parts of the world who are now British. Uh, you can find people from any sort of heritage. Okay, any sort of background. Um, so people from all over the world who are British. Over the last hundred years and longer, Britain has had emigration from people from all parts of the globe, the Caribbean, India, Pakistan, and also with the opening of the borders with the European Union, many countries, um, many people from different countries in the European Union have come to Britain. So we have a lot of diversity and that way we have a lot of different appearances. Now, obviously, with Brexit, uh, those borders are closing, but I believe uh, emigration into the UK, into Britain, will always continue. So, of course, these people are British. They're second, third, fourth generation. So maybe their great-great-granddad moved to the country, but these people are born in Britain and raised in Britain. And obviously, they look Maybe like they're from another country, but they are 100% British. So what does, it, what does a British peace person look like? Well, a British person can look like anything, really. Maybe not green with big ears, but <laughs> unless there are some aliens walking around the UK, which actually wouldn't surprise me either. So the next stereotype, guys, stereotype number two. British people are very, very polite. Now, another stereotype is that British people are too polite, okay? Because we are not very direct. If we want to ask you to do something, we use lots of softness. So these are things we add to a question to make the question less direct. Because for us, a direct question is quite rude. So let's say a direct question is, can you make me a cup of tea? 
Okay, this is to the point. Can you make me a cup of tea? But you'll hear a lot in Britain. Excuse me, um, if you don't mind, could you make me a cup of tea, please? Okay, so here we've got a lot of extra little words. That softens the question. It slows down the question. And is it too much? Well, that depends on your opinion. Uh, people in Britain don't mind it. We think it's nice. We think it's polite. But if you talk to a British person, you might think, come on, man, just ask me the question. Do you want a cup of tea? Okay, I'll make you a cup of tea. But no, we're a bit like, oh, if it's okay with you, do you mind? Could you make me a cup of tea, please? But okay. Are we too polite? Tell me. What do you think about that? Now, another thing is, do British people drink too much? When I say, do British people drink too much, I'm not talking about water, of course. I'm talking about alcoholic drinks, beer and stronger drinks like spirits, vodka, whiskey, gin. Um, do British people drink too much? Uh, it depends on the person. It depends on your opinion of what too much is. A lot of young people, but also people who are old as well, binge drink in Britain. Now, binge drinking is when you drink a lot in a very short time. And let's say it's a recreational activity. It's an activity you do for fun. And the purpose of this activity is to get drunk. Get drunk and have fun times with your friend okay with your friends so we call this binge drinking drinking a lot in a short time and it can cause some problems especially when british people go abroad maybe to spain or greece and they go binge drinking with their friends and they're not so respectful to the cultures and customs of other countries this can be a problem but I also believe that binge drinking is quite a cultural phenomenon, let's say, of Northern European <laughs> countries, not just Britain, but also other countries like Holland or maybe Norway or something. I hear they like to drink a lot as well. So binge drinking is another stereotype of British people. Now, are British people cold? Now, what I mean by cold is unfriendly. Okay, are British people unfriendly? Now, I don't believe this is true, really. I think British people are friendly, especially once you break the ice. So if you break the ice, um, it's when something happens and now you feel comfortable. Because when you meet new people... Uh, it's, it can cause a lot of social anxiety. And I think British people are quite reserved when they meet new people. Okay, it's not so, they're not so comfortable meeting people who are outside their normal group of friends. However, once you've broken the ice, okay, once you feel comfortable, um, I think British people are very, very friendly. Okay. It's a problem because when people come to live in Britain for a short time from other countries, they can find it difficult to make friends um, with British people um, because it is difficult because they already have their social groups 
and they might be a little bit shy when it comes to outsiders. So people outside their normal social group. Um, but I think this is actually quite normal, not only in Britain, but any country you go to. Um, many countries, for example, America, I think they are much more open to strangers. Uh, I think a lot of Americans like to initiate conversation with strangers, okay, to start a conversation and have a small talk, okay? Small talk is what we say when we have like uh, little conversations with people we don't really know. So you might be talking about the weather or, oh, it's a hot day today, isn't it? You say to somebody you don't know. We call this small talk. Maybe it's a little bit less common in Britain, uh, a lot more common in America. So maybe you can say American people are warmer because of this. But in my experience living in other countries, it's difficult to make friends uh, with people from other countries. It takes some effort on your part um, to to break the ice. And um, because, like I said, you're an outsider. You're 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 not. You haven't been brought up with them. You haven't got the same culture. Uh, you haven't got the same. You haven't lived the same experiences. You don't have as much in common. So you have to learn about the culture of that country. You have to learn the language. Of course, that is absolutely vital if you want to make friends in, in other countries. So are British people cold? Yes and no. I think it's a good question. I think... In the most part, British people are very friendly, especially once you get to know them. Now, I just want to quickly go through some stereotypes for British traditions. OK, guys. So one tradition that lots of people think British people do. British people drink tea at five o'clock. Is this true? I don't think so. Maybe in the past it was true. Maybe 100, 200 years ago, British people drank tea at five o'clock. Maybe it's something the Queen does. To me, it sounds something a little bit old fashioned. I think British people drink tea whenever they want to drink tea. I know from when I was younger or my family and friends, they drink maybe three cups of tea before lunch. OK, so we like to drink a lot of tea in the morning because it helps us uh, get awake and uh, has a calming effect so that we can get on with our work. But mm, at five o'clock, I wouldn't say so. Also, because most British people finish work at five o'clock in the in the evening, afternoon, because the normal working hours are nine until five, nine till five. So usually you're on your commute home at five o'clock. So your commute home is your journey home from work. We call the commute the journey. The journey from your work to your home is called a commute. OK, we have a special word for that. Uh, you can call it your daily commute as well. Another stereotype is that British people eat dinner very, very early. Uh, also, maybe five o'clock. There's something about that time, five o'clock. Um, this one, I would say, is more true. OK, this one I can agree with a little bit. In my experience, when I was a child, I would eat my dinner at five o'clock or half past five. Um, I would finish school at three o'clock. My mom would finish work at four o'clock. 
and she would have the dinner on the table at five o'clock or half past five. And I think this is because the the routine in the UK, in Britain, is a lot earlier. Like we get up quite early, about half past six in the morning. I got up for school or people usually get up for work. We finish work three, four, five o'clock. Most people finish work. And then we like to make dinner as soon as possible because making dinner is a bit of a chore. It's work for us. We don't have the same uh, culture to do with cooking. You know, for most of us, it is a bit of work. So we like to get it finished and then we can relax in our, uh, we can relax during our evenings. Okay. So I think this one, let's say, yes. We love to eat our dinner early and even later, you know, lots of people like to have maybe some cheese and biscuits, a glass of wine. So around eight o'clock. So maybe have an evening snack as well before you go to bed. But also people in Britain go to bed quite early, maybe between eight o'clock and eleven o'clock is the normal time to go to bed. So what we're going to talk about next is the stereotypes to do with British food. Now, the main stereotype with British food is that it's not very good. Okay, British food is not very good. And I'm going to tell you what I think about that. Hmm, British food. Let's talk about the main food. The famous food that we have is fish and chips. Is fish and chips good? Depends on your opinion. I think it's quite greasy. There's a lot of oil. There's a lot of fat. And it's quite a simple thing. It's delicious. It's delicious. It's not something you could eat every day. So when I ask people about British stereotype, about British food, they say fish and chips. And it's not good. But to be honest, we have a lot of different typical dishes um, that we eat. Let's say it's home cooking. So something your mom or your grandmother would make at home. Uh, to name a few, we've got stews, casseroles soups, lots of pies. So stews and casseroles, these are different things made with um, vegetables and meats. Um, but the British cuisine is is quite simple. You know, vegetables and meat, it's not very sophisticated like other countries. And um, But is it good? I think it is good. I think there are a lot of things to try. Maybe if you go to London, you can try eels and mash. Okay, this is a very typical dish in London, eels and mash. Eels are those kind of snaky fish things you get in rivers, okay? And when you cook them, they look like jelly, okay? They're like jelly, like, ugh. And you eat them with mashed potatoes, okay? It's a very typical dish in London. Uh, and try it. It's very, something a little bit different. And maybe, who knows, it will change your opinion on British cuisine. Okay, guys, so to finish this episode, last thing we're going to talk about is the British weather. The stereotype is that in Britain, it always rains. And Britain is a wet country. Uh, it does rain a lot. But I also think this is quite a good thing because it's a very green country. Uh, we have a lot of forests, a lot of woods, a lot of beautiful nature um, and biodiversity, I would say. Okay, it is also sunny in Britain as well, not all the time, but especially in the south, 
Britain, you get a lot of sunny days during the year. And one thing, Britain isn't too cold as a country. It's colder than, let's say, the south of Europe, of course. But compared to many northern countries in Europe, it's actually a lot warmer because it's an island. So it can get to, let's say, zero degrees Celsius, um, but it's not so common. Okay, In the winter, maybe between zero and 10 degrees. And in the summer, you get a lot of temperatures between 15 and 25 degrees Celsius. So we say it's very temperate. Okay, So a very moderate temperature. Um, depending on what you like, can be a good thing, or maybe you prefer somewhere a bit hotter and drier, each to their own, okay? Each person uh, can enjoy what they like to enjoy, that means. Okay, everybody, so I hope I have enlightened you, okay? I've given you some information a little bit about um, British stereotypes, a bit about British culture from a British person. And I hope you found it interesting. Of course, feel free to get in contact with me. Um, my email is papienglish at gmail.com. So if you've got any questions or you want to talk about anything else about British stereotypes, feel free to get in contact. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'm looking forward to speaking to you again in next week's episode. Until then, I'll see you in the next class. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.